This song's called Move a Little Bit by Three Star Revival. What's up, everybody? Thanks for listening again. Um, got a little special episode that we're going to be doing today. Uh, I got a good buddy of mine, uh, Mr. Josh Patton, is going to come in. He's a he's a good family friend of mine and uh, known him for a while and gotten a little bit of a crunch this week. I was supposed to have a podcast with uh, another guy yesterday, uh, Singer, songwriter, artist, guy from Nashville. I'm not going to say who he was, but um, he ended up kind of, mm, kind of bailing out on me last minute. But that's okay. We might get him back on down the road a little bit. So I reached out to my good buddy Josh and asked him if he just wanted to honestly just come over and hang out and uh, have a good time and talk a little bit on the mic. So Josh is on his way over here right now, riding in back roads, screaming over here. Um, probably picking up something to drink and we're gonna hang out do a little talking about um he's an interesting guy he's uh grew up in um i want to say watertown statesville yeah he grew up in statesville tennessee which is the smallest town in the world and i met him through my father-in-law and some mutual mutual friends and stuff like that and uh interesting guy he was a welder for a long time a uh, really handy guy, no, uh, smart guy, knows a lot about a lot, uh, is uh, moved on to uh, bigger and better things career-wise, uh, stopped welding, but uh, he's basically a gunsmith. He is very intelligent with uh, any kind of firearm. He can break them down, rebuild them. He can do about anything you want to with an AR or anything else. He knows how to restore guns. He's very he's very smart with that stuff. So I'm just a little bit curious about that, and so going to talk to him about that. Probably talk a little bit of football and just whatever we want to talk about, really. So um, thank you so much, Josh, for helping me out, and it's it's really good to have him on. And yeah, I'm excited about uh, talking to him. So I hope he hurry up and uh, hurries up and gets over here. Anyways, without further ado, I am going to run through some uh, some hitters hitters of the week real quick, just to get y'all in the right mood for y'all's uh, Thursday morning or whatever day you're going to listen to this. Um, look these songs up after I name them and jam to them and see what you think. But coming in in new numo numbo one, we have Waylon Jennings with "Good Old Boys," just the good old boys, never meaning no harm. Oh yeah, that's what it is. Great song, theme song from the Dukes of Hazard. I mean, who don't like that song? That song is an absolute hitter. All right, coming in at number two, we got Drinking Dark Whiskey from the Steel Drivers when Chris Stapleton uh, still played for the Steel Drivers. So y'all check that out. And then coming in at number three, we got Sleeping on the Blacktop by Coulter Wall. Coulter Wall, he's a good guy. He he's a real low key artist, country guy, real old school. Has a really unique voice. Sounds like Johnny Cash from back in the day. Uh, 
really interesting. Doesn't do interviews, doesn't do podcasts, doesn't do anything but work on a farm and writes music um, in his in his free time and does some recording every now and now and again and releases an album. So I think that's really interesting in today's time that people still do that, essentially. So y'all check out them, and that's Waylon Jennings with the good old boys drinking dark whiskey by the steel drivers and sleeping on the blacktop by Coulter Wall. And I'm not going to drop a quote yet. Uh, I think Josh said he had a quote lined up for me. So we'll get into that when he gets here. And uh, without uh, further ado... Here is Mr. Joshua Patton. freaking pop this thing though i think this is a nicer one than what uh i, I gave you i hadn't seen this one but uh i saw the toast on it and i was like it's perfect man i'm not putting ice in my first one i'm gonna put ice in my second one i want to see how so, good this sucker is well cheers man hitters only hitters only yeah man welcome to the show appreciate it <clears throat> long time listener first time caller yeah <laughs> You know, I wish there was some way where people could call in. You could just take random calls. That would be pretty cool. That'd be funny. I, I, I've thought about it, but I haven't quite. Because, dude, this technology stuff, yeah, move that thing wherever you want to. It's It can go anywhere. Um, technology and, like, sound equipment and all that stuff is so far past anything I've ever messed with. So... Learning all this stuff, literally, I still had no idea what I was doing until like episode like five. Really? <laughs> yeah. It was like a like every time I came out here and started doing something, it was just like something was wrong, and it was just literally because I didn't push like a button or something like that. So I know I catch a lot of flack because my voice is so low. I talk so quiet. So if I'm too quiet, you have to no kick me in the shin or no, something. No, you're good. Actually. I think people with lower, like, deep, raspy voices like you sound better. Really? Yeah. For some reason. Because I always listen to myself, which, you know, who the hell likes the sound of their own voice? I can tell you I don't. Yeah, but people people who tend to have lower voices sound good, I think. But anyways, man. But anyways, I f- f- appreciate you filling in for me and helping me out. I wanted to have you on anyways and... 
you made that sick uh, hitters only sign for me, so I appreciate that. I dude, I used to work with. He's got a plasma table now. I just mm-hmm. sent him your logo, and he he did his magic. Really, and it turned out good. It wasn't at the plant. It was at his own. Yeah, it was his his place. He doesn't work there anymore either. You somebody did those. I think I got them from yeah. you. Yeah, that was done when I worked at Lock and Yeah, little deer heads. Could y'all do stuff like that there? Yeah, not no more. They get well. They probably could. They got a new laser. Yeah. Even though I haven't been there in two and a half years, I still know pretty much everything that's going yeah. on. Yeah. Well, hell yeah, man! I appreciate you making that thing for me. That's I'm. Um, for everybody listening, the podcast is always at like a, a old spool table, and I got two buckets sunk in the middle of it where I put a bunch of koozies and stuff. But I was thinking, and what do you think about this, Josh? Putting a nice round piece of wood over that and then putting the metal thing on the table i think it'd be cool like I think a, it'd be cool. like raised up a little bit yeah like yeah. A, like a little raised bar kind of yeah. thing you i think kinda, it'd be cool because you still got your huggies underneath it yeah yeah you can move it I'm, i might do that i don't know we'll i think see. it'd be pretty cool yeah but, you could even make it spin all right now we're getting somewhere like an old school, yeah, like I feel like, yeah, women used to have those. Like I feel oh, what's like it, Lazy Susan. Yeah, spin the mashed potatoes, mom. You get yeah. spin a thing. <laughs> I like spin. it. I like but you it. have, you can have different, uh, different bottles on the side. And you oh can, wait, I got it. Spin the bottle. Shot roulette. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you just fill up shot glasses and when it spins, whoever it lands in front of, that's your shot. All right, we're gonna get in trouble here. Why do I feel like that's a theme? Yeah. Yeah. That might be a good idea, though. That might be a good idea. Man, uh, you jacked up for the game this weekend? What do you think? Man, it's kind of like last year. The game I really wanted to win last year, other than Bama and Florida, was South Carolina. And we all know how that turned out. Yeah. But uh, Did you see where uh, Hendon Hooker and Hypel were hugging after the game? Yeah. I think that was like a special game for Hooker to come back to. So, this year – other than Bama and Florida, and all of them, honestly, but I really want to beat Texas A&M. Yeah. Just because we've lost to them twice since they've been in the SEC. Jimbo thing, he's overrated. Dude, he's got like a $75 million buyout. They ain't going to do that. That's crazy. They're it's something have, like that. It's over 70 I believe. Oh, he got a ton of money to go there. He, uh, yeah, I think that's right. And then – Right off the gate, he had, like, a ridiculously good uh, recruiting class. Yeah, like – Like, good. They caught flack from Saban, wasn't it, when they bought all the players? Yeah. And NIL you, comes out after that. you see where Stoops just said that about Georgia? Man, Stoops – I think Stoops a good coach, but he's he's never going to go anywhere at Kentucky. No. I mean, they don't have the boosters. Have you been there? No. Josh? I've heard your story. I'm telling you – if I was a kid playing ball coming out of high school and I went and visited that place, I know it's SEC and all that. You couldn't pay me to go play football there, man. And I got nothing against Kentucky. Like, it's not even one of my hated teams. Oh, yeah, it is mine. But I wish I wish they'd bring the beer, bar- the beer barrel back. Yeah, that was a little better. But, yeah, anyways, I don't know, man. I think um, if, if Tennessee doesn't drop the ball – like they did against uh, Florida, then I think they'll be just fine. I feel like if we could have Hendon Hooker one more year, I believe we'd have been real close to winning the SEC this year. 
Yeah. Because Milton just ain't got it. I hate it. I do, too. I like the guy. I do, too. And that, I feel like that's how most Tennessee fans are. Everybody's like, man, I like him. Like, he's been loyal. He's stuck around. He's waited his turn. And and it's just like, man, he's just he's not doing, like, kind of what we everybody thought he was going to do. I mean, it's, it's just kind of sad to see a talent like that to can throw a ball so far and so hard. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Maybe he'll develop. I don't know. He better he better uh, get to developing. Well, I'm thinking if he makes it to the NFL, kind of like Richardson did. Because, you know, they kept blowing him up, and he was kind of the same situation. That is true, but I feel like um, – I feel like Bazooka Joe hadn't had that massive game. Like, because even if you are kind of a sketchy quarterback, you need to have those – like random huge games where you have those flashes of greatness. Right. And he ain't really done that. So, I tell you, at the end of the year, I was like, dude, we'll just kill Clemson. Maybe Milton is going to be. Actually, you know he did I mean? play well in that game. Yeah. And then what happened this year, look at Clemson. It's like, dang, are we that bad? Yeah. You know, because we killed Clemson, but look at what Clemson's done. Yeah. They ain't done nothing. Dabo Sweeney. He's flipping burgers. Yeah, man. He's fixing to be on his way out of there, too. I always thought he would take over for Saban whenever Saban retires. Yeah, I did, too. I don't know if that's ever going to happen, really, to be honest. But I'm like, I think Sweeney's problem is he won't use the transfer portal. Mm-hmm. I think that's his problem. Yeah. Is he wants to de- get the kids, develop the kids. And that's cool, but you got to keep the kids. Mm-hmm. And – Man, you got to adapt with the times. Like uh, old Primetime was saying, you see where he was saying he don't even hardly mess with the recruiting kids anymore out of high school and how the transfer portal is basically like free agency and he'd rather uh, just go with those guys than rolling the dice on a kid in high school. Man, I tell you, Prime, I got mixed feelings about Prime. I can't stand listening to him talk, but he's he's one of the best there was. Yeah, he was good. And, I mean, I'll be honest with you. He can talk all that mess he wants about when he was playing. Yeah. Yeah. Because he can back it up. Yeah. All that playing for the Braves in the same week, playing a football game and all that stuff was nuts, dude. If he'd he'd went somewhere, let's just say Alabama, Mm -hmm. and he could have had whatever he wanted, it had been unreal. Mm -hmm. If he could back it up with the coaching. I mean, it – He's still on the fence. Yeah. He's a – I do think he's a good coach. I think he's a little animated. And I think (laughs) he's a little little bit uh, media hungry a little bit. And I think maybe that stuff's just like a little new for people with football coaches. So I didn't know that he was real religious. Uh, yeah, I don't know that. I didn't know that. I was talking to somebody the other day, and they were telling me about it and showing me some clips and stuff, and I was, I was just honestly kind of shocked by that. Yeah. And good for him. I think that he probably is, like, a good man. And I think I think he means well. I think he's just so flashy. But, I mean, man, he's prime time. I, don't, I mean, what else – how else is he supposed to act? Right, you know? right. So, I don't know. Anyways, but, man, while we're still on the football – Topic in 1998 when Tennessee won the national championship, where were you at? What were you doing? 
I have no idea. I was a little kid. <laughs> so I remember it. I remember it well. I remember several games of that year pretty good, honestly, surprisingly. Uh, but when they won the championship, I was actually at home. It's me, mom, and daddy watching it. And I was like, ah, oh, come on, come on. And mama just kept saying, hey, it ain't over, it ain't over, it ain't over. And sure enough, man, I tell you, it's pretty exciting. So you watched it at home? Yeah. Dang, that sucker must have been on cable TV then, boy. You know, I don't even – we had, I think we had satellite, but then for the longest we just had two, four, and five. Yeah, oh, yeah. And I remember when we finally got satellite. Yeah. Yeah, that was game-changing. Yeah, for a little while there when I was a kid, in which I'm sure you have mem- memories way of probably no TVs, baby, but <laughs> – Yeah, I'm old, man. <laughs> but uh, I remember, like, when I was a kid – remotes like tv remotes were kind of like a luxury option because my mom was like if you break it we're not getting another one see i'm kind of still convinced that's the reason mom and daddy had me so i could be the remote yeah go change the channel mm-hmm. you know yeah because i remember having the basic cable the cords everywhere and the remote was always missing or lost and a couple times me and my brothers broke one fighting over it and i remember we broke one in the living room and for a long time, dude, you just had to sit on the carpet in front of the TV. Right. <laughs> Change the channel. Right, right. So the luxuries we have now, man, I'm going to tell you. I can remember when uh, before we had satellite, Mama was a private duty nurse, and uh, she would take VHS tapes to wherever she was at. She would record CMT yeah. and bring it back, and we'd watch CMT. Like, that's the first time I knew anything about satellite, cable, mm. until one of the dudes I grew up with, he got it. It was one of those great big satellites that had to project galaxies. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Uh-huh. The great big ones. The big ones? Yeah. Where was it at? It was in his front yard. It was Dang. huge, man. Like, it was more interesting watching it move than it was the channels. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, man, I bet he picked up Playboy on that sucker. I don't recall. <laughs> yeah, okay. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know, I before I answer many questions or tell many stories, what's the statute of limitations? Uh, I think it's seven years, so you're is good. It, you text your brother real quick or something. Yeah, <laughs> no, I think it is. Hold on, I don't want to incriminate myself. I think it's seven years. I, I literally do. So yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. So you should be good on any past crimes. Unless uh, it's all rumored stuff anyway. Yeah. I mean, there's only a few people that can witness to something. The, uh, a good word is allegedly. Mm. Yeah. Alleged, I like that. Allegedly. I didn't learn much in college, but I learned a couple little things. But anyways, man, one of the, one of the things that I have been, I've always been curious about that I've never really gotten the time to really pin you down and talk to you about is... Growing up, you know, in country music today, all you hear about is people growing up in a small town, leaving a small town, coming back to the small town. And, um, you know, Statesville is about as small of a small town, I think, as you can possibly get. I should have Googled the population. Two stop signs. Two stop signs, a couple streets. Is there... I know your I know your parents own the feed store now. Yeah, they just closed it. They closed it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, is there any other stores going on right now? So, it used to be Taylor's store. I'm not sure if it's still Taylor's now, but it's open. But it's only open certain hours. 
Mm-hmm. And that's it. I remember we used to, uh, I bet we put 100,000 miles on bicycles. Yeah. Going from the house to the store and back and forth just is that that good. Is that that little beer store we stopped in that one night when we were riding back roads? Probably. Where you were like, oh, yeah, that guy used to sing country music, and then he started playing some of his country music. Oh, that was... Uh, Who was that? Man, come here. What was his name? While you're thinking about it, everybody's listening. Josh, me and Josh, he took me on <laughs> a hell of a back road riding trip one night, and he took me all over the north side south side or whatever side of uh probably the south side of wilson county and we ended up in a abandoned zoo and all over the place but one of the places we stopped in was that little that little store i, I think it's in statesville isn't it yeah a little brick store and uh geo williams is the guy's name that you were thinking of okay yeah, he's got a few songs out there I, I mean you pulled it up on itunes or whatever and we listened to it yeah but <laughs> we're not gonna blow him up too much. But he, he's a character. He's a pretty good dude. Yeah. So you got you had a brother. Is is your brother older than you? Nah, he's the youngest. Youngest, and your sister. My sister, she's middle. Okay, so you're the oldest. Yeah, I'm the oldest. I wouldn't expect that. You uh, act like a youngest. Well, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing for that. Mm-hmm. I tell you, but. I mean, what did you feel like, you know, you, you obviously, you live in Statesville growing up. You got Murfreesboro down the road. You it got, was forever away. Forever away. You got Lebanon down the road, and then the next biggest thing, really, probably when you're little, was Watertown. Um, did you feel like living in that small of a town, it, uh, you just knew people so much better? Oh, yeah, most definitely. Yeah. Dude, I tell you. Everybody, everybody says they had the best childhood. Like, I listened to your stories where you were talking with the preacher. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess Hunter, mm-hmm. is his name correct? Yeah, Hunter Hay. Like, yeah, those are some cool stories, man. And everybody's like, I had the best childhood. But, dude, I got to be honest with you. I really think I got it. You might. Because, like, you've been through Statesville. So, it's a mile long, maybe on each side. Creek down the middle. Mm-hmm. What, 100 yards connecting the creek on two bridges? Every 4th of July, dude, we had bottle rocket wars where we covered the entire town Ah. on foot. Like, we would be in the creek on the highway, on the road, in between houses, like urban urban warfare. Like, it was crazy, man. (laughs) Bottle rockets, roaming candles. There's like 20 of us. Wow. Did y'all ever have, like, any, like annual celebrations where kind of the whole community come together type thing? Uh, So... There might have been one annual celebration, but it wasn't a community kind of deal. So, <laughs> again, I cannot confirm or deny that I was any part of this. Mm. But every year on Halloween, we used to burn the bridge. Oh, hell. Yeah, we would, don't, not we, uh, you know, some, some people. people I knew, yeah, yeah, would load up a hay bale, some rubber tires and stuff, and set it on the bridge, set it on fire. Okay. They would come put it out. We'd go light the other one. Wow. It was on the news one year. I, I'm, I'm not making this up. When I was a kid, my mom one time, because, you know, back then, man, you know, 90s, early 2000s, 
on Halloween back then, parents would just let their kids take off on their bicycles and just go, uh, you know, go trick or treat. Right. So me and Evan would disappear from as soon as the sun went down till 10, 11 o'clock at night. We'd be all over, you know, our side of town doing whatever. And my mom gave me this talk one time. She was like, you know, y'all really need to be careful. You remember the the needle scare and the candy and all I that? Do. Yeah, which the was probably, Pepsi yeah. Too, yeah. And it was kind of in that era. And she, she said, you know, people do wild stuff on Halloween. And I saw something on the news where somebody was lit, lit a hay bale on fire and pushed it down the road. <laughs> I don't know if it was in, it was in Statesville, but okay. So that's what kind of stuff that was going on, but that's funny. Yeah, it, it was on the news one year. I'm not going to say who they interviewed. You might, I don't know if you could find that today or not, but it, even he was like, and I'll be honest with you, he was kind of, uh, he was kind of upstanding. Like he didn't, you wouldn't have thought he would have ever cared for it or anything. Yeah. He was like, it's just kids having fun. They do it every year. Just let them go at it. Yeah. You know? I mean, it's a concrete bridge. It'd be all right. It's not going anywhere. No, no. That's funny, man. But I mean, I think there is, there's, it's probably unique living somewhere that small. Cause like, I'm sure every house almost has its own personality. Every family <laughs> acts different. You know, there might be the daggum Smithens down the street that, you know, they're a little religious. So, you know, make sure you act, you know, I bet there's all kinds of funny stuff like that going on. So talking about houses being like it, the house that I grew up in, we moved there, I think when I was 12. And I don't know that I necessarily believe in ghosts, mm -hmm. but there's some stuff, you know what I mean, that just happens. That house is, it's haunted. You think? Yeah. Like, we've seen stuff in that house, man. It was lights cutting on, radios cutting on, TV cutting on wide open. Just, yeah, it's weird stuff, man. You know, I've never, uh, sometimes I don't know, like, I don't know if ghost is the right word, but I believe that, like, energy can hang around. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Uh, have you ever been somewhere? kind of dark or something and you're like mm, i don't really like the energy in this place yeah i've been there feels heavy like we just went to the beach and we went to like an old like um 1800s like war fort and as soon as we pulled up to it and got in there kaylin was like "Ooh, this place kind of has some negative energy so people died here there's a there's a thicket of woods just past the dead end on credit road and my uncle Lonnie will tell you about this too. I don't know what it is about that thicket of woods, but dude, it is spooky. Mm -hmm. Like it's, I don't know, man, if it's negative energy, what it is, but it is just, it's not cool. Yeah. I just think that maybe sometimes, like if something, if, if some place has enough history, it's almost just like in the, just like it seems like it stays in the area or something. Like. So the house I grew up in, it was built during the Civil War, or just previous to the Civil War. Um, it, it was a doctor's office. It was a saloon. It was a hotel. And there's been a bunch of Civil War stuff found there. So you're saying it was a brothel? Yeah, it was. Uh, <laughs> I was just trying to avoid that. But, yeah, it was. Um, dude, it's... Dude, it's crazy. It's got hand-hewed oak logs underneath it. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty wild. I actually tried to talk Mama the other day into turning it into a haunted Airbnb. Yeah. Like, redo it and put, like, Bluetooth speakers or something in the walls. Mm -hmm. You know, when people come to stay, just 
your goal is to scare them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, you could do it. A little town like that. Dude, it'd be a blast. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That'd be cool, man. I, I, I just can't help it. I think it'd be fun. Heck, yeah, it'd be fun. I've never done anything. I've done some haunted houses, which they weren't scary, but I've never done like an overnight thing. Yeah. I've heard about stuff like that. I'm like, do something in nature to where if you stay for three days, you stay free. You know, if you can make it that long. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you'd have to sign a serious waiver, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, then I feel like me and you would be involved in just scaring the absolute hell out of people. Dude, it'd be a blast. Yeah, it would be fun. It would be fun. Dang, man. So that's, if y'all, if that house is Civil War era, is there like a, like one of them plaques out front like some of them places have? So, I have to talk to Mama again, but it seems like when we bought it, they tried to get her to sign some tax papers and stuff, like historical documents to her. Got a break on taxes, but you had to let people in the house mm. anytime, day and night, like just to mm. look at it. That's you, a deal breaker. You know, you go down um, Main Street on Murfreesboro, like all those old houses have those little like, uh, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like those little cast iron plaques and they talk about the house and all that. Yeah, you see them on the side of the road to yeah. like in Milton. Yeah. For the yeah. Bible of Milton. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, screw, on, screw that though. I wouldn't want anybody coming up in the house whenever they wanted to. Yeah, man, I wouldn't either. Didn't you say that uh, somebody famous maybe stayed there one time or something like that? So, or wh- there's a rumor. Yeah, whether it's rumor or it was said the historical papers in Watertown. Now, if there's any actual historical papers or not, I don't know. But mm-hmm. when we moved in, they said that Jesse James slept there. Wow. Now, if that's true, that'd be cool. Yeah. Heck yeah, it'd be cool. So, nah, you know, hearsay. Yeah. Yeah. It's a cool story. Dang, man. I need to I've never been I've never really been over there. I've just driven by. I need to I need to go. I'm disappointed the the feed store shut down. I never got to go over there. So I missed it while it was uh while it was happening. But man, you are you uh I see where you had them trucks listed. Yeah, so so I'm redoing the one right like I had in high school. Yeah. And uh, it was a lot of body work was going to have to do. Floors, cab corners, rockers, everything. And what kind of truck is this? Uh, this was a 77 Chevy K20. Okay. And it's uh, brown and with brown white. Brown and tan. Brown and tan? Yeah. Okay. Real similar to the Fall Guy truck, if anybody remembers what that was. Yeah. So I'm like, man, if I can find a cab, it's in better shape. Just so I, last week, week and a half or something like that, mm-hmm. I found one. Cab's perfect. Doors are perfect. Bed's perfect. Fender's perfect. Dang. It's already in primer, too. So it's ready to paint. So. I went from 20% being done to 60% overnight. So did you buy two of them trucks previously? Because it seems like you have two for sale. I did. Oh, so. (laughs) I'm so confused right now with your Facebook stuff. (laughs) Yeah, so it's confusing. So uh, the original truck I had in high school was just like it. It was brown and tan, four-inch lift, 35s on it, granny low four-speed, three-quarter ton. Okay. So my brother comes dragging in one that's identical to it that needs a lot of work. So I bought it from him. We uh, started on it. And then when you know, was it last year or earlier this year, I found a two-wheel drive, same colors and everything. Mm. So I got it pretty cheap. And then six months ago, I found another one, same colors and everything. Mm-hmm. So got it pretty cheap and was just going to turn three trucks into one. Yeah. 
So now that I've found this other body, though, I don't need, I don't need the others. Nice. Heck yeah! Hopefully you can get them sold, man. And get you a little chunk of change to put into the new one. One of them, one of them left that day. I put it on marketplace, really? and I bet I had fifty people missing. Really? It was driving me crazy. Dang! You think you hit you hit it too cheap? Well, maybe, but it's also to the point to where if you could pass it on, pass it on. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I'm like that too. It was a. It was a. I don't want to call him a kid. He was 10 years younger than me. And he's like, dude, this is my dream. I want to build this, you know. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, here it is, man, you know. So I cut him a deal on it. And That's a good deal, man. I'm yeah. Like, I, man, when I sell stuff, I literally just want to get whatever out of it that just is good. It makes me happy. Right. And I don't care if that's way under what it's supposed to be. I'm just like, and I'm inclined to sell stuff to my friends for super cheap because I don't want to mess with nobody else. Man, I catch so much flack from Shelly. And rightfully so. I get it. Because, like, if I got something and you needed it, I'm just going to be like, you're man, take it. Sure. You know, well, I, you're a very, very giving person. So. I just, if I don't have to use for it anymore and I know somebody can take it, I use it, yeah. you know? My dad's like that, too. He'll, he, he'll, he just, I mean, he just gave me, like, a, he gave me that red little toolbox sitting under there the other day with the 12 on it and gave me a ton of tools and he just he doesn't care about making a buck on stuff like that he'll just give it to you so. yeah just pass it on you yeah. know and he did tell me and it's one of the one pieces of he he always has good advice but one of the one things that he told me one time that I've always really stuck to and remembered he said if you give somebody something or loan somebody something, give it or loan it to them with the understanding to yourself that you're never going to get it back. Correct. And if you do get it back, then that's a blessing. Correct. That's solid advice. Yeah. So I have, just for example, you wouldn't need this, but if I loaned you a thousand bucks, I'd loan it to you, but I would never expect it back. And if you pay me back, that's just icing on the cake. I get that. Yeah. My issue is asking people for help. Like I, even if I need it, you yeah, know, whatever no, it is, that ain't it's I, it's a struggle. No, it's it's probably something that I do need to get better about because I do have good friends like you and other people that I know actually want to help me, <laughs> but I just so, have a hard time asking for help. So this uh, this fella I know. He uh, he was trying to help me one time, and uh, he was like, I could bring this to you. You know, you don't have to come get it. You don't have to come meet me. I can bring it to your work. And I said, no, man, i tell you what. I'll do it. I'll come get it. I don't want you to go out of your way. Mm-hmm. And he said something to me that just resonated still to this day, actually. He said, Josh, I'm going to ask you something. He said, how do you feel when you help somebody? He said, how does that make you feel? Mm-hmm. I said, Jeff, it makes me feel good. You know, I, I like helping people. He said, well, when you don't let somebody help you, you're robbing them of that feeling. Yeah. And I was like, you know what, man? Yeah. Okay, you can bring it to me. That is you know? true. I never thought of it like that. Yeah. That is that is very true. And, like, uh, I mean, you've helped me out with a bunch of stuff. But just here recently when that windstorm came through and, and knocked all those trees down at your mother-in-law's, Man, going over there and helping you cut up 
those shit trees. I hate Bradford pears. <laughs> I do too. I hate They're Bradford illegal now. Pears. Are they? No, you can't plant them in new construction sites. I like that. Yeah, me too. Um, but stink too. but going over there, helping you, you know, slice and dice some things, getting them in a pile, and then you know, drinking a couple of cold beers in the driveway afterwards, dude, that's a good day to me. See, that's what I'm talking about. Like, yeah, it it, it makes the day worth waking up. Yeah, Shelly was trying to feed me, and I wasn't trying to, you know, it was. It's just like that. Like to some people, that may sound like. You mean I gotta spend my Saturday going over there and working and and doing it? To me, I'm like, one, I get to hang out with Josh. Two, I get to help him with something he actually needs help with and needs to get done. And three, I like kind of like doing stuff like that anyways. And then we get to kind of like hang out and kick it afterwards. And you, you know, beer always tastes better after you run a chainsaw anyway. Right, right. <laughs> chainsaw or a weed eater. And I hate a weed eater. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> I was on one today, believe it or not. But yeah, so man, like I mean, and and asking asking for help can be a difficult thing to do. But man, if you really get in a bind, you'll be surprised. Um, people will pop in your head uh, that you don't you you wouldn't think, but you you'll realize in those moments like who's really got your back. For instance, you know, I was leaving out of here for work one morning, going to work. It was very early in the morning, probably 4.30 in the morning, <clears throat> middle of summer, probably fall, actually. And um, super heavy fog going down Halls Hill Pike, uh, probably going too fast. Um, I mean, thick, allegedly. allegedly going maybe a little quick. I mean, thick fog, man, like can't see couldn't see 10 feet in front of you and boom all of a sudden there's a big black cow in the middle of the road no time to turn and that road you know it's got steep uh drop-offs on either side and i am one of the people that my my dad always told me sometimes you're better off just hitting the animal yeah definitely like don't swerve off the road to not hit the deer just hit the deer because you might swerve off the road and you might flip your truck or whatever. And I mean, dude, I've heard of people flipping their cars over squirrels. Yeah. And that's nuts. I will crunchy crunch a squirrel in a heartbeat. Yeah. I hate it for the little insurance squirrel, but he got to go. I hate it too, man. I mean, I like rabbits and stuff, but I mean, it's unfortunate part of life, but anyways, boom, hit a cow. It rolled up on the windshield and then actually boom, hit another cow. And really smash the front end all the way to the windshield. And, you know, it's dark. I couldn't find my phone. There's No lights are working on the truck. And finally I find my phone. I call the cops. They're on the way. And I literally was thinking, I, I tried to call. I don't want to put Kaylin on blast, but I was trying to call Kaylin. She wasn't answering and I was like, man, I don't really know who to call. And I was like, you know what? I feel like if I call Josh Patton, he's going to answer. And if he answers, he will come out here. And boom, second ring. What's going on? <laughs> and I was like, hey, man. 
I hit a ca- I hit a couple cows on Halls Hill Pike. I need you to come out here. And you're like, all right, I'll be out there in a minute. And when 10 minutes later you were pulling up, and, I mean, that's, you know, that's help, dude. That is help. Well, man, I, there ain't nothing the world wouldn't, me or Shelly wouldn't do for you and Caitlin. Y'all are, y'all are some of the best people in our lives, man. Yeah. And that's yeah. just Likewise. the truth. Yeah. I mean, I try to surround myself with people that make me a better person. And if you're in my life, you're in my circle, you know who you are without yeah. calling you out. And y'all are two of them. Yeah, well, that's a good way to be, man. We, it's uh, We're the same. We don't try to hang out with anybody that drag you down, you know. And you want people, you want a strong circle that will help you and support you. And that's uh, You know, it, uh, it makes me think of a quote. I know you do the quote of the week thing. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite quotes is Isaac Newton. All right. Stand on the shoulders of giants. Hmm. Stand on the shoulders of all those who have come before me. Yeah. All those who are around me and made me who I am today. I like that. And that's you. That's Kalen. That's everybody that's in my circle. Yeah. I've always, um, I probably am a lot like you. I've always leaned on um, friends a lot. Um, you know, I'm close to my family. I, I, I got good relationship with everybody in my family but um we spend a lot of time with friends we do too and it gets to a point really where there's not really that much difference between friends and family with some people and y'all are like that and there's some others but um you know it it just you know like when you showed up and Sonny was running up here come see your uncle josh you know you're gonna be uncle josh I don't ever know if she'll pick up on. Well, actually, you are Kalen's something. Yeah, cousin, we are, distant we are cousin, distant cousin. Yeah. <laughs> but that's that's beyond the fact. But you know, she's she's got a couple more uncles. You know, most definitely. Yeah, than than what she should have. So you know, I remember you was showing me uh, that clip that I forgot all about that movie, and I can't even think of the name of that movie. Well, it's got Fifty Cent in it. Oh yeah, you know where they were coming. He was coming to take Den the daughters. Yeah, Den of Thieves. If anybody listening, if you want Google or YouTube, uh, daughter meets uh, prom date, Den of Thieves or whatever, dude. I mean that's going down unless oh, it's going down in here. Unless it's like you know somebody to a family friend and it's yeah, their we kid, like you know yeah, I, yeah, yeah, just, yeah. that's a little different. But, but if you're a newbie on the block, man. Oh yeah, I mean you've got the shovel. Yeah, you better not pull up here in no damn lowered <laughs> lowered car or something yeah, like one that. One of those Carolina squatted trucks or something. Dude, if I find out that Sonny's boyfriend's driving like a, a lowered car, I'll go out and dig potholes in that daggum driveway before he shows up, dude. Right. Hell no. Like, oh, your, you got, oh, you dented your rim? Well, you all can take the truck. <laughs> I like it. Oh, man. But, yeah. Anyways, man, uh, one of the things I wanted to talk to you about that you're good at and that I know is one of your passions is guns. And you've uh, made me an AR for um, when Sonny was born. For uh, I guess you just thought I may need it. Well, it wasn't that. <laughs> and it wasn't just me. There yeah. was two others involved in it. And I don't know if they want to be called out or not. So no, I'll just call let them it be. out. I mean, you know, it was Troy and Jeffro. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But, uh, no, man, it's just a thought. It was an idea because, in all honesty, we've done that with several people that are 
close knit to us, you mm. know. It uh, it's just what it is, and I, and I do like guns. I like building them. Yeah, everything legal. Yeah. yeah. Although it wouldn't hurt my feelings if the NFA was gone and the ATF. Yeah, but yeah. yeah. Oh, disclaimer: all the guns we're fixing to talk about, it's all legal. It's all, uh, yeah, buttoned up. So there you go. A hundred percent. Yeah. So because I'm not doing ten years. No, 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 no. Isn't uh, for instance, if you let's say you build an AR, doesn't uh. The serial number on there can't. It, it can be like 007, right? As long as it has one. Well, so technically, by law, which they're trying to change, you can build yourself one firearm per year without a serial number. Really? Yeah, you can buy a eighty percent lower. You can build that pistol, that AR, or whatever one per year. I did not know that. Now, if you were to get pulled over with it, I guess it depends on the cop. Okay. But, yeah, you can do that. Okay. They're trying to, it's what they're calling ghost guns, which is no such thing. Mm -hmm. But that's what they're trying to get rid of. So if you do build one and you take it to an FFL gunsmith or a gun store to have something done to it. Yeah. They're more likely not going to give it back to you till they serialize it and make you take a background check. Mm. Okay. So it's probably better to get a serial number on it. Do you have to register the serial number? How does that work? So what they'll do is if you take one of those 80% in somewhere to have it worked on, um, they're going to serialize it. They're going to make you do a background check, and then it's just not registered because there's technically not supposed to be a registry. I'm doing air quotes Mm -hmm. because everybody knows that there is. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. But odds are, if you built the gun, you're not going to need to take it anywhere to have it worked on. Yeah. Now, that being said, it also is against the law for you to sell it. Okay. If you built it 80% lower, it's yours to keep. And what's the laws on selling guns now? Because you can't sell them on Marketplace. That's a Facebook thing. Okay. Uh, Technically, you can still sell a gun to a private person, but it's a good idea to keep a bill of sale. Okay. That way, if, say, you sold dude down the road a pistol, mm-hmm. that pistol ends up in a crime. Because there's no registry, there's no way to look at that serial number and tell that you actually bought it and did a background check on it. I'm being hypothetical about the registry no, thing because there really is one. Yeah. I mean, I but, have, uh, I mean, I've listened to, like, murder cases or some gun, and then they go to the person the gun's connected to. Right. And the guy's like, oh, I sold that gun like six and a half years ago. So that's where they'll come to you and they'll go, hey, Mr. Haynes, what did you happen to do with this gun do you still have in your possession? And you go, no, somebody stole it out of my truck. Right, or if you sold it, you have a bill of sale saying, yeah. hey, you sold it too. That happened to Evan. Did it? Yeah, somebody stole his pistol out of his truck and then uh, committed a crime with it. Yeah, he did report it stolen and then... They committed the crime with it. They got arrested, got the gun back, and then called him back and said, hey, we got your gun. Really? But just so you know, like somebody committed like an armed robbery with it, and he went and actually picked it up. He said they messed it up. It was beat up, just junky. And I think he just, he said, man, that gun's got bad juju on it. I'm I'm getting rid of it. So he sold it or whatever. I had one stole 
three years ago out of my truck. It's the first time I ever had anything stolen. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of the same situation. I reported it stolen, but nothing's come up out of it, and I don't figure I'll ever see it again. Where were you at? It was in the driveway. Really? Yeah. I, it was on me because I didn't lock my truck. Well, I'm not saying you're the but only one that does that. So It was kind of weird. I got in my truck that next morning. I was like, why is there a knife in the passenger seat? Oh, hell. That's not my knife. Really? Yeah. Dang. It was actually the neighbor's knife out of his truck. Okay. Which it's in Wilson County Sheriff's evidence locker now for prints. Oh. All right. Well, <laughs> we'll uh, yeah. see how that turns out. Yeah, I'd like to find who stole my pistol. I mean, it's my <laughs> it fault. I like, left the doors open. But it sounds like you might. <laughs> I'd like to hear something about it. I'm going to grab some ice real quick. You're good. <laughs> You was talking about the friends and family thing. So, another one of my mama's biggest sayings is, blood's thicker than water. Mm. And, and I'm 100% with that. But you also have family that you chose that you wasn't born with. Yeah. yeah. And, and that plays in. Mm. Because I consider y'all family. And like I was talking about the circle earlier, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to call people out. Yeah. But. Yeah. Well, yeah, man, it's, uh, I mean, everybody's, everybody's got those special people and, um, I mean, it just, it's funny how that stuff happens, man. You know, you meet people. I, I've always talked, I talked recently on, on a podcast about how stuff is always changing and, and things like that happen. Like, I mean, I didn't know y'all till I was 26, 27 years old, you know. And but it don't take it don't take a long time, you know, hanging out a lot and spending quality time together and doing stuff and to you know grow a, a, a close bond, you know. I agree. So I agree. Yeah, and you know you've known. You know Troy, a long time, and and you know I, I know you got a good daddy buddy Donald, and so you know it. Everybody has those close friends that it, it they mean a lot, and the one of the things that I appreciate about people like you and and some of my other friends is if we if we just on the rare instance where we don't hang out with for a month, it's okay. It picks right back off. It's, where it's we left not. It. It's not like there's not an issue. There's not a problem. We're good. Y'all been busy. We've been busy. We just hadn't linked up, but we'll catch back up. Right. Yeah. My so. my biggest thing is like, like y'all, Troy. You mentioned Donald. Mm-hmm. I mentioned Jeff Rowe or my uncle or whoever. If I can't go somewhere where they're welcome, I don't need to be there either. It's like what I told you with Sonny. If Sonny can't be there. I don't need to be there. The first time you told me that, you were actually talking about your dog, Izzy, which is a blue tick hound, beautiful dog. And I don't remember what we were doing, but you were like, you know, because a while back, Izzy used to basically go everywhere with you. And you told me one time, you go, you know, if my dog can't be there, 
I really probably shouldn't be there either. Yeah, I mean, it just, you know, I don't mean to sound like an ass, but, you know, it's the truth. And it? I think in that conversation you were referring to, like, you're not a suit and tie kind of guy. Like, if my dog can't be there, then hell, I probably don't need to be there either. Right. <laughs> but if, if my friends aren't welcome, then honestly, I'm not welcome. Yeah, no, and that's true. And, and Matt Brabender, we did a podcast a couple of weeks ago, and he said that when um, him and his wife, Rachel, met, uh, Rachel already had Brittany and she was, you know, a little girl. And he said, man, we just, when we met and started hanging out, he said, we both just made the decision. If Brittany can't be there, then we probably just don't need to be there to stand up. Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of how me and Kaylin operate. I mean, we get out every once in a while and do things, but I mean, for the most part on, on a daily basis and all that kind of stuff, that, that's how we roll too. So Matt's a pretty cool dude, man. He, uh, oh, yeah, I've had him with some questions here recently. Yeah. Yeah. Man, he, he's a pretty cool dude. Yeah. He'll help you out, man. He's, I enjoyed talking to him when he came on the podcast. He's a, he's a good friend, man. He's, he's a interesting life story, man. Um, I don't know if you've listened to it, but if you get a chance. Uh, he was from Louisiana, wasn't he? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, I knew something was wrong with him. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with him. <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually like Louisiana. That's, everybody's like, because everybody's, because so me and you got into the football thing one time, and you were like, all right, if you were going to be a head coach of a football team, and it wasn't Tennessee, right. I always said LSU. And I can see that. And everybody's like, dude, you don't live down there in the freaking swamp. I'm like, dude, there's just, there's something about Louisiana where, so, I want to go. I do, too. Well. I, I do. I want to go. Okay, well, we just need to make it happen. Kaylin's been. She's been on Bourbon Street and all that. I agree. I'll break the news to Shelly tonight. I'll be like, hey, look. We got to go. We're going to lose in. Let's do it. Um, You probably don't want to stay, but two days, two, three days. If you're going down into there. Now, if you want to go a, on an alligator hunt, we could probably make it oh, a little more, more time. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I'm just going to leave it on yes. That'd be sweet, dude. Yeah, like, Get on one of them airboats. Man. Did the alligator dive. Elbow him oh, right in the top of the You go right ahead. Head. I ain't jumping in that death suit. <laughs> <laughs> you go right ahead, bud. That video, man. I still laugh and think about you every time I see it. Man. Oh, my gosh, dude. But, yeah, I'm with you, man. I, but there's something about – so when I say the south, a lot of times I mean the southeast. It's the 36-30 line. I'm not talking about Florida – Really, yeah. I'm not talking about. There, there's some southern states where it's like, eh, you know. See, I don't know. South to me, and, and and I hate to leave Carolinas out of it, but south to me, Tennessee, Virginia, Georgia, Alabama, LSU, LSU, Louisiana. I'm gonna throw Mississippi in there. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Mississippi's kind of overlooking me sometimes. I think people just generally forget about Mississippi. Yeah. But I think that's probably a pretty southern state. But, like, I think I, I may be wrong, but I believe it's the 3630 line. Like, it runs right across the top of Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Actually, part of Tennessee is above it. Yeah. That's the most indexing line. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Kentucky can argue all they want. Nope. They're not in the south. they northerners. That's it. You can tell. Yeah. You can tell when you go there. But yeah, look at Tyler Childers, man. Yeah. It's weird. Speaking of. I shouldn't have threw that out there. No, no. I'm glad you did. Because one of the the things I wanted to talk to you about is, like, what do you think about the current state of, like, country music and all that? So, crazy enough, 
I've actually thought about this, and and I've seen some interviews, read some articles and stuff. Music, music, music's like art. Beauty's um, in the eye of the beholder. I mean, if you like the music, you like the music. But country, I want to be like country sucks now. But if you go back through time, Hank Senior is one of my favorite artists. Mm-hmm. I'd love to see his grave. Mm-hmm. Just he's one of my favorites all the time. So you have that era of country. Yeah. Then look, you know it changed with Waylon, Willie, George, mm-hmm. Merle. It changed. Hank, then, Hank Jr. Yeah, that's where I was going next because mm-hmm. Hank used to sing his daddy's songs until mm-hmm. he broke out on his own. Mm-hmm. And so now he's rocking around them. Mm-hmm. So that changed. And then through the '80s, if you think about it, you've got like George Strait. That's a different kind of country. Yeah. The Judds. Dude. So it's like it changes every decade. I'm fixing to do something. You're firing me. You're firing me up. But I have to be honest, man. Like, I can't stand the Florida George line, Luke Bryan, although I have a new respect for Luke Bryan. Luke Bryan, man, I think he means well. I think so, too. You know what I'm saying? But I'm probably not supposed to do this, but I'm going to do it. But yeah, it's just changed so much, man. But everything changes. You know where this is going? Oh, I love this song. <laughs> I can't. I love this song. Dude, I have been jamming this. I so, was jamming this at work today. Talk about Tyler Children. Right. Heel oh, sneakers. I could I could tell you some hang songs that you probably never heard though. I'm just gonna let the first I'm, I'm just gonna let the first this song play. <laughs> I love it. That ain't rock and roll you play. So hard not to sing along. <laughs> and it sure ain't country. Rhythm and blues. This is right here. Yeah, it's time to love to your drummer. Dude, you could not sing this song today. He's got another one that you couldn't sing today either. You could not sing this song today. Knoxville County Courthouse Blues. <laughs> Man, uh, last this was one of the hitters of the week last week. I remember. I and I'm a dinosaur. God, cheers. That's a long <laughs> time ago. All right. Before we get hit with the uh, hat. <laughs> yeah, hand me my hat. Where's the door? Before we get hit with copyright laws, we we'll turn that off. But I don't think old Hank would hit us with that. I don't know, man. I've heard different stories about him, but dude, he's a country boy. Yeah, I mean, I I just can't imagine that he would. How much do you miss Monday Night Football when he did the uh, the intro? Remember that? Yeah, I remember. Now I, Carrie Underwood does it, which ain't bad, but. Uh, it's not the same. It's not the same, man. And it's all because he came out and talked crap about Obama. It's like, right who cares? So. Who cares? Can I he mean, not have an opinion? That's just it. You can't have an opinion unless you're on the woke side. Yeah. yeah. Like you, your podcast with, uh, man, I'm going to jack his name all up. Uh, Philothrone? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uh, He yep. seemed like a pretty cool dude. I'd like to talk to him. I don't know why you brought this stuff over here, because now I can't. Um, Pat. Yeah, Pat. Pat, yeah. Pat Polyphrone. Polyphrone, that's what it yeah. was. He, uh, with Miller Holler. Yeah. He's a good dude, man. He, he, um, 
Yeah, he had, he had some good. I thought he had some good opinions on the the current day music I'm not, situation. I'm not saying I'm going down the tenfold road, but some of that stuff's pretty interesting. Yeah, I mean, all right. Something's pretty interesting. Since you opened the door to the tenfold room, let's go ahead and put our hats on. <laughs> Aliens are coming, y'all. All right. So, have you heard a little bit about like what's going on in Israel and all that? Yeah. I mean, it's a disaster over there. You talking about the six billion dollars? That okay, but let's take a step back. A few weeks ago, what were we all freaking out about? Hawaii. Mm-hmm. You heard anything about Hawaii in the last? Nothing. Nothing. Crickets. Crickets. All right. It's because there's a a major conflict going on in the Middle East right now with Israel a major ally of the U.S., and that is sucking every single piece of the media. If you get on Twitter right now, it's wild. I mean, do you know what it takes to dethrone Ukraine? Yeah. Because like, you don't even hear about Ukraine now. No. that the And that's what I'm saying. Like, the Hawaii thing was a hot button for a minute, and, and, and this happens every time. Something happens, and then it's hot for a minute, and then something else happens, and that thing is behind you. Yeah. It goes away. People forget about it. It's no more. And, and man, it's just it's crazy, dude. And, and it just seems like this stuff is planned. So, almost. let me throw this at you. Uh, me and a good friend of mine was talking about, I don't know word this, the way people view the world and the second coming of Christ. Mm. Okay, so you look at Israel, you look at everything else that's going on in the world, and you're like, dude, Jesus is coming back. Mm. Like, he might be here tomorrow with the way everything's going. So let me put this in your mind. Do you think there was a time when your parents were in their 30s or 40s and they thought the same thing? Your grandparents thought the same thing? Absolutely. Like, do you think it's almost like it's a – Write a passage to where you have to feel that way. Josh, do you not think that them guys in the trenches in World War Two? There you didn't go. Think Jesus was coming back. Korean War. Vietnam. Hiroshima. D Day. Yeah, like dude. You know, World War One. You know, they talk global warming with the greenhouse effect, whatever. If you look back through recorded history of the weather, mm. you'll see times where it was like ninety degrees in July or July in January. Yeah. And it's like, dude, you know they thought it was the end of the world. Yeah. In like eighteen ninety or something, it was ninety degrees in January. Yeah. Yeah, man, that's a that's a good point that you're bringing up. Um when I had Pastor Hay on here, um, we talked about he said when he was a young preacher he was involved in a church where a where a book came out and it was like why the world is gonna end in nineteen eighty six. And then, I don't remember him talking about that. And then why the world is going to end in 1987. And it went to like 90. And then it stopped. And the in the Bible it says... The, thief in the night. Yeah, like a thief in the night. And you're not going to know. You're not going to expect it. And honestly, I think the world generally is still a good place. I agree. And I and I tell you, I'm the world's worst about losing my faith in humanity. Yeah. And then you'll see one act of kindness. Mm-hmm. 
just yeah. a random stranger to a random stranger, and you're like, you know what? Yeah. It's not that bad. Yeah. Yeah. And I know we're in a bubble. America is a better place than... And we also live in a good community, you know, with, with mostly good people, and we're safe here. But I think that... I think the world's going to get a lot worse, and I think it's going to get so bad that people will maybe even forget that the Lord's supposed to come back. Yeah. And I, then I think, I think that's right. when he's going to come back. So yeah. I think we got a ways to go. When, um, what is, what's the saying? Um, when good men, when good men do. Oh, it's, You know what uh, I'm talking about? Yeah, it's, um, uh, when. It's like when you uh, just sit back and let evil take over. Pretty much. Uh, it's, um, uh, hard, hard times make hard men. Hard men create soft times. Create and soft, soft times, times create soft men. Soft men, and then it repeats. Yeah, yeah, something like that. So that's probably what we're in a little bit right now. But I don't well, think we're completely there yet. I'm optimistic. I think. I all think, I know to you is I hope that when I Jesus, meet Jesus, I hope he smiles. Yeah. And I hope it's not like a crooked little, not like a smile like I got. You know what I mean? I hope it's a hey, welcome smile. I hope I don't get the. Uh, like when your mom looks down at your port guard and goes, mm. Like the full name. <laughs> get the full name. Meet Jesus. And he goes, Joshua Vaughn Patton. I just hope you don't get the. You know, I'm, dude, I'm so sorry. Mm, this is tough. Um, <laughs> you don't want nothing like that going on. Yeah, I'm like. Yeah. As long as I don't get a mm. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. I kind of hope he has a sense of humor. I mean, he created me, so he knows who I am. He knows how I am. Yeah, man, I think the Lord is a lot, uh, and I don't want to turn this into a... I mean, the Bible says you'll be all right if you just trust in Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The world's in a tough spot, man. I mean, it is, you know, it's it's um, it's a mess. We we live in like a highly uh, political, man, it's it's politically right now. It's wild. America, America's government is probably the, the corruptest it's ever been. Because people believe what they see on the news. They don't think for themselves. Yep. Um, the government is corrupt, literally right in your face, and and they don't seem to care. They that don't you hide know. it. No, they don't hide it. Insider trading in the government is, like, so obvious right now, and they just don't even try to hide it. You're right. You can't tell me that Nancy Pelosi <laughs> has a better track record than like all these world famous um, stock market guys. So when she ripped up Trump's speech, that was treason. She she's trash, man. I agree. She's trash. I agree. I'm glad she's gone, and she left when she had to because her seat was getting hot. I agree. But I don't know, man. What do you think about 2024? Uh it ain't going to be Joe Biden. I'm going to tell you right now. I don't think it'll be Biden either. It can't. I really don't. I don't think it can uh, be. I don't know. I think it'll be the fighting factor in this country, though. Yeah. Because no country lasts forever. No. Although I want America to last forever. Honestly, I want my America I grew up in to come back. It'd be nice. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I know what you mean when you say that. Um, and, you know, uh, Tucker Carlson... He's he. I saw a video of him today, and he was saying the twenty twenty four election. He doesn't think it, he doesn't think it's going to happen. And I've seen a lot of that lately. 
People being like, I don't even think it's going to happen. And I'm like, hmm. I'd be curious about that. Because, I mean, they're talking about, I mean, man, I don't know about you, but I feel like we are on the brink of an, of World War Three. I think it might have just started with Israel. Yeah. That's how I feel, too. They're saying China's about to go hard on Taiwan. And, and like, it's all this crazy stuff. And I'm just like, man, we're fixing to be sniffing to, for another world war. Yeah, I think uh, I think you might be on to something. I hope we're wrong. Me too. I hope we're wrong. Well, I think you're old enough to be out of the draft, so. You know, I have mixed feelings about that. I'd still go. I figured you would. Um, I would too. Uh, I mean, they wouldn't have me. I'm old and fat and half crippled now. Yeah. But I'd still go. They might put you on a, a 50 cal on a chopper or something. Dude. Just get a nice little seat. Just da, 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 da. So I, I'll bring this up now, but when we're off podcast, I'll tell you about this story. I met this dude the other day, and uh, he was telling me about running a 50 cal. Mm-hmm. He was in Afghanistan. Yeah, one of the special people. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. since we're on that subject, thank you to everyone's ever served. Absolutely. Yep. Shout out Philip Goolsby, Shane Hawkins, and some of my buddies that are serving or serving currently and retired veterans. So that's your your birthday's always on what Veterans Day? It's on Veterans Day. Yeah. Yeah, and you always seem to make uh, that day more about Veterans Day than your own birthday, and that's always something I've noticed that you do, giving blood, or I know you've done that a couple times. Well, honestly, I haven't done it recently. It's kind of strange with the tattoos I got that needles freak me out now. (laughs) They used to never freak me out, man. Yeah. Like, I was giving blood when I worked at Lock and Bar. They'd come up there twice a year, Mm -hmm. and... uh, God, you're laying there on that bed, man, and it's the worst music you could possibly be playing. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you're pumping out blood, and it's like, y'all really, y'all want to play like this opera stuff? I was like, who's got the playlist? Yeah. And the ladies, I don't know, but I can find out who you, you got something you want to hear. And I was like, shoot, yeah, yeah. I was like, let's play, let the bodies hit the floor. <laughs> you know, and she was like, oh my god. <laughs> I was like, it'll get the blood pumping. Yeah. You know, people be out quicker. Absolutely. Oh, man. We're knocking on heaven's door, you know. Knock, knock, knocking on heaven's door. Ooh, I need to. Mm. I need to get in some I guns. Hit her. Yeah, I need to get in. I did, some, I did some hitters before you got here. I did a little intro. And the hitters of the day for your episode are Waylon Jennings, the Love good it. old boys. Love it. Absolutely. Drinking Dark Whiskey by the Steel Drivers. Love it. <clears throat> when uh, Chris Stapleton was still in the Steel Drivers. And Sleeping on the Blacktop, Culture Wall. Love it. So I like Culture Wall. And I it. literally picked those songs because I thought you, I, I was like, Josh would like these songs. Yeah, I do. I love them. Yeah. I'll tell you who I've got to listening to here recently. You uh, you called out Red Clay Strays the other day. I Dude, yeah. I love them. They're not bad. They uh, are not bad. So I've got on the kick with them. A band called the Mulligan Brothers. Mm-hmm. I've heard They're of them. Awesome. And and this cat you sent me something the other day. I need to listen to it. And this cat called Dermont Kennedy. Dude. Really? Yeah. Hmm. He's got some songs that are just 
Dermont Kennedy? Yeah, it's not. It's not country. I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't know what you call it. Like maybe a a male a Dale or something. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know, but it's it's. Oh, so he did some pipe songs. Yeah, like it's like folk songish kind of okay. or something. All right. Yeah, man. He's uh. Heck yeah. I'll check them it's out. Pretty legit. Yeah, you sent me something. You sent me a song a couple of nights ago. I meant to listen to it today, but I forgot. But it was that dog song, I bet. It's a pretty good song. Yeah, yeah. it make you think about June. Oh, okay. Yeah, I need to listen to that sucker right there. But, yeah, anyways, get back to our original uh, conversation. Yeah, we kind of squirreled a little bit. <laughs> no, that's what this is all about. Hey, it ain't an interview, it's a conversation. Right. And I tell you, honestly, I was nervous as I'll get out about doing this. But you make it easy. It's not a big deal. It's really not. And that's uh, all the people that are sissing out on me. Come on the podcast. Yeah, I think he just called me out. <laughs> no, no, you didn't. <laughs> no, I asked you last night. I said, will you, I said, will you do me a favor and come on the podcast? And you said, of course I will. So, And you were here when you said you was going to be here. And I appreciate it, man. But I ain't no thing. I'm um, excited. I'm honored to do it. Oh yeah, it, you're. You don't realize this, but you're going to be like one of those repeating guests. I'm cool with that, man. <laughs> hey, if Joe Rogan can have repeating guests all the time, so can I. So. I'm cool with that. We have great conversations. Yeah, and that's what I always tell people, like my good friends that come on. I'm like, dude, we've done podcasts a hundred times. See, when you told me that a couple of weeks ago, I was like, you know what? He's right. It's, it's just not recorded. It's it's the same thing, you know. I'm I'm not gonna say, you know, like this is how we talk all the time. I'm not gonna say I wouldn't maybe say some stuff that I wouldn't want everybody to hear when right. it's just me and you. But for the most part, I mean, it's how conversations go between friends, you know. Trying to be politically correct to a point, man. It's not who I am. That but, uh, you know. I wouldn't worry about that. I that I've I've about blown that out of the water. Um, when I was twenty twenty was a hard year for everybody. <laughs> no doubt. Uh, COVID hit. It was like a really sensitive um like time period for politics and the George Floyd thing and the riots and all that hurting feelings it hurting feelings and everybody's opinions man were like so loud on Facebook and, and Instagram and all these social media platforms but the only opinions that mattered were woke opinions exactly and I think a lot of conservative people stay pretty quiet and that's fine that's that that tends to be what conservative people do. So to be honest with you, I hope that's not going to be the death of us. Um, you might not be wrong on that. But for a long time, man. Um, it's when good men stand by and do nothing, evil prevails. That's what I was trying to get a while ago. Okay. That's the quote of the day. When good right. men stand by and do nothing, evil prevails. That's what I was trying to come up with. That's the quote ago. of the day. But... I think that, um, man, I don't think, I I thought for a long time that like holding back your opinions on politics and like sensitive issues was like the smart thing to do. And I'm not saying it's a bad idea, but I think I've gotten to the point now where I have a good enough grip on my opinions that I'm not scared 
to share like how I feel about certain things. See, I'm a hundred percent with you. Yeah. And the way I see it, I don't want to talk about it unless I have more than just a little bit of knowledge behind it. Exactly. Because a little bit of knowledge is a dangerous thing. Mm-hmm. I, I would really prefer to know what I'm talking about before. Yeah. Cause I'd love to sit here and talk to you about in detail what's going on in Israel with Israel and Hamas. I don't really know, man. See, I don't know the entire thing either. I don't either. And I was trying to talk to Kaylin about it this afternoon. I'm like, I don't really know what the hell's going on. The only thing that I do know is Biden released, what, the $6 billion to Iran. Mm-hmm. And then Iran comes out openly and says, hey, we're supporting Hamas. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, that's not good. You know what I mean? I mean How does that make us look? There's some obvious bullet points in there, you know, of what is not cool. But um, I don't know about you, but for me personally – it takes me a little bit longer to mold my opinions on certain things. Yeah. Um, some things are obvious and quick, but with certain issues, I'm like, I need to like, I need to, I need to step back a little bit. I need to see what's going on. And then let me think about it. I agree. Yeah. I used to be like the first to jump the gun. Me too. And now it's kind of like I want to think about my thoughts. Mm-hmm. I want to be careful about what I say. Mm-hmm. So. And I mean, granted, it's not all the time, you know. But. Well, nobody's perfect, man. But, no, I agree with you. But, anyways, like now in today's hyper-political climate, like, I'm not scared to be like. And also, I'm not scared to have. So, you know, it, traditionally, Democrats do this republicans do this i think they're it's both o- evil man they both are evil they're both they're evil. both messed up they're both corrupt and i think it's both i think it's okay to grab certain things from both sides right and put them in your suitcase and walk in the middle of them. vote for who you think is going to do the best don't vote per party because democrats made me a republican republicans made me a democrat and they both made me an independent yeah yeah i mean um, i just Kennedy just said he's running independent. Yeah. That dude makes me a little nervous. Yeah. I don't know. He he came on the uh, Joe Rogan podcast and I thought he did a pretty good job. But I don't I don't know his politics. Um I just I I agreed with everything he said on the podcast, but you know, I I don't know what what all else he's got going right. on. So, I'll have to look more into it. But yeah, I, I'm gonna leave it at he makes me a little bit nervous, and so does Vivid. And mm-hmm. I just to be flat honest with you, Trump makes me nervous too. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, right now, as it sits, I couldn't even give you an idea who I was gonna vote for. I have a pecking order, but I know it's not gonna be Biden. Oh no, that's hands a, down, that's over. I, he's not in the White House now. He's he may be not, in the White House, but he's not running the White House. He's probably not going to be alive, man. <laughs> so the conspiracy theory is the Dan Full Hat stuff. Um, I love the stuff they're doing. We're like, look at his earlobes. That's not him. You know, <laughs> it's just not the same person. He looks like. Uh, no, if it wasn't him, some dude be out there talking slick. Right, you know what I'm saying? Right. Be like, oh, Biden. Nobody, look. nobody can talk that jacked up. Dude. You know what I mean? He's Trying old, man. 
You've been in rooms with old folks. He's old, man. What, That's what it is. What's the? Oh man, what's the? What's Homer's Homer's boss on The Simpsons? Because that's who he reminds me of. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. I can't mm-hmm. think of his name. I can't either. I didn't watch a whole lot of Simpsons, but I know who you're talking about. That's who he looks like. Got the nose and the comb mm-hmm. over, like. I don't know. I think I honestly think our next president will not be Joe Biden, and it will not be Donald Trump. So let me tell you. I think it'll be somebody else. Let me tell you something my uncle said. You, you know Lonnie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lonnie said, presidents never come up Craddock Road. Yeah. And, and it's truth. They're never going to come to your house. Yeah. A- ATF, FBI, police or something, but presidents never going to. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be honest, I used to um, keep politics as far away as possible. I used yeah. to not even vote. For a long time, man, I did not vote because I said, I don't think it makes a dang difference. I, I just, I was like, I don't care about so, that. Yeah, I was the same situation. I was exact same beliefs, everything, until mama got it in my head. That was one of the reasons my granddaddy fought was for my right to vote. Mm-hmm. And now I feel like if I don't vote, I disappoint him and every other veteran. Because they people, gave me that right. Yeah, they did. They did. And I think you're correct. And that's, I think that's part it's of it. still a choice. It is a choice. And for a while, and, and I think it, this was me being a little bit of a hypocrite. So I didn't vote for a long time. And then I started voting. And then all of a sudden I turned to this guy like, if you don't vote, you don't deserve to have an opinion. That's exactly where I was that's, going. That's what I did. And then after two elections, and that's sad to say I've only voted twice, but I was like, you know what? No, piss on that. It's your right not to vote. So You don't I, have to vote. Right. I agree with you. Yeah. I, I've been shut down a few times in my life. Like somebody says something, and like I have no rebuttal, no nothing. And I'll grant you more times than not it's, to my mama, oh, uh, mm-hmm. but I was fussing about the current president, and I'm not going to say who it was at the time. And uh, mama looked at me. She said, "Did you vote?" And I said, "No, mama, you vote don't matter no way." Yeah. Like yeah, and she goes, "Well, you ain't got a right to say a word." Yeah, if you didn't vote, you don't have an opinion. Mm-hmm. And you know that sunk in and that hit real hard. And I was like, "Okay, yeah, right. yeah." No, I mean. That that does that does makes that that makes sense. That uh-huh. makes sense it, because if you're going to be like out loud about opinions, you probably should be voting. Right. Yeah. And but I, what I'm saying is like if if you choose to be a person that doesn't vote, then just stay out of it. Yeah, I agree. Stay stay out of it completely. I agree. But at the end of the day, a lot of a lot of men have died and fought for your right to do that i think it's i think it's a good thing to do i agree 100 so i'll vote for the rest of my life but um i will too yeah but oh man anyways i don't want to damper down the uh <laughs> not to change the subject but uh on the tv it just fumbled a while ago did you see the uh georgia tech miami game yeah what in the world. So, from my understanding, 
Georgia Tech just had to that? take a knee. That's all that. Oh, Miami had to oh, take no, a knee. Oh, no, no, no. Sorry, I have it backwards. Miami just had to take a knee. And 30 they, seconds left on the clock, right? And I'm assuming they wanted to pad stats. Look at what he got them. So, I was talking to the guys about this at work the other day, and they said that the coach um, is just one of those coaches that doesn't take a knee. Like, he'll run it. He'll just run it. My immediate thought was like, that is some Butch Jones, Derek Dooley, Jeremy Pruitt <laughs> shit right there. All together. <laughs> I'm like, what is going on? Oh, my God, dude. I think – all right. I should have beeped that out. You got a little beaver. No, you're good, man. You can say whatever you want on here. Uh, um, try to be radio edit. I think that – so, all right. <laughs> I've never if, seen anything like it. I haven't either, okay. So, I was thinking about this the other day. Everybody's blaming on the coach, okay. And, dude, if okay, – uh, No, I want to know your opinion. Who who do you put it on? I put it on the coach. Okay. But I'll tell you this, too. If I'm that quarterback, I don't care if it's Miami. I don't care if it's USC, Alabama, Tennessee. I don't care. If it's 15 seconds to go, we've got this game, and the coach is telling me to run it, dude, it's better to ask for forgiveness and permission. I'm taking a knee. Mm-hmm. We're winning that game. We're not chancing that. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to run through this real quick. First of all, when you're in a situation where the time clock favors you and you have the opportunity to take a knee and win the game, in my opinion, every time you take victory stance, you take the knee. 1,000%. Do you think by chance that that coach is like, oh, we're not taking a knee because that's like gracefully bowing out and taking the win? Okay. Okay, in in the in the instance that that's the attitude, okay. All right. First of all, okay, we're gonna we're gonna run the ball. All right. If you're the quarterback, dude, I've been in the situation. If you're the quarterback or anybody that's a leader in the huddle, if you're in a if you're in a situation where fumbling is not an option, you go, hey man. Do not fumble. Tuck that ball, both hands, and hang on to it like your life depends on it. Again, just take the knee. You don't have to worry about it. Exactly. That's that's the best option. Because, I mean, I'm going I'm to put it out there and be real with you. Nobody saw that coming. But as a Tennessee fan, it's always worst-case scenario. Because, yeah. dude, there's ups and downs in mm-hmm. every fan base. But I swear to you, Tennessee fans have the lower lows. Yeah. Which brings the higher highs. But mm-hmm. So, what I'm saying is, if you're the running back that gets that call, the last, the last play of the game, you cannot fumble. No. And I'm going to tell you why he fumbled. He was fighting for extra yards. That's what it was. You could see it. Mm-hmm. He should have never done that. He should have tucked that ball in his belly and put his shoulders down and stuck it in there and got on the ground. I agree. 
But now he started fighting for extra yards. He wanted to get six, seven extra yards, and then he fumbled the ball, and then boom, you lose the game. Ridiculous. Yeah, it it, uh, it reminds me of the Music City Bowl when we lost. What was it? We had too many men on the field, or no? They had too many field. Uh, North Carolina, I think it was. We lost because the they had too many yeah. men on the field. So that brought a new rule change. Yeah, but that's that's what I'm getting. That like pissed me. I was fan. there. I was there. Yeah. That's what I'm getting. Like Tennessee fans have the lowest lows. Dude, dude. they dropped the orange confetti. Ah, oh, I didn't see that. The stage came out on the field. Tennessee wins, and there's this confusion for like five minutes, and then all of a sudden they're like, "The game is not over." Blah blah blah, and then Carolina ends up winning the game, and it, dude. Every Tennessee fan there, which, you know, it was at Nissan Stadium, was just in shock. Like, I don't understand how we lost this game. It happened – I think that happened to us twice, didn't it? Because we lost that game, and then I feel like there was a Pruitt one too. Yeah. Something when Pruitt was there happened like that. I don't – I don't trust the Vols in Nissan Stadium. <laughs> At I all. I agree. At I agree. all. I don't trust them. To be honest with you, I don't think I trust them with Joe Milton. No, I don't trust them anyways. Oh, man. But anyways, one of the one of the questions that I wanted to ask you, um, I think I have – let me see here. I got like three questions I wanted to ask I'm you. I'm an open book, man. Oh, I wanted to ask you – I wanted to send them to you earlier so you had time to think about it, but I always like getting people on the spot. Um. Right now, what is your favorite gun that you own? That I own. Mm. That Shelly knows about, or Shelly doesn't know about. I've just been funny, Shelly. <laughs> I was gonna say I don't know how to answer that question. <laughs> so, Shelly doesn't know about definitely. <laughs> so um, I don't. I would say my Scorpion, but more than likely, it'd be a tie between it and my 300 Black with the suppressor on it because it's just stupid quiet to shoot. Mm-hmm. There's there's one I'm wanting, and and I'm struggling not to buy it. I'm doing the right thing. I'm taking the high road. Um, it's a World War II gun. I want it pretty bad. It's a PPSH forty three. Mm. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty wicked. Yeah, but I'm I'm like no, I'll wait till figure out what's going on with the land situation, the house situation. Yeah, and then okay, all right. So you need you need to shoot my scorpion. Yeah, or you need to shoot my Glock with suppressor on it. I just need to see your gun collection. I ain't ever seen all of them. You know, I don't have as many as what it sounds like I have, or at least I don't feel like it does. Yeah. There's always room for more. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's always room for a couple more. Man, so what do you think your dream gun would be? I don't know. Because there's a couple I'd love to have, like a, I'd love to have a PPSH-41 that's fully auto. I'd love to have a 50 cal Barrett. Um, there we go. When you start to go fund me, no, no, uh, no, 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 we're talking, Josh, we're talking dream gun. So, 
So big. You can go as big or as small or as... Browning fitty. Browning fitty on the bipod so I could put it in the front window of the house. Yeah. Like when you pull up, that's what you see. Yeah. Because the shades are on. Oh, yeah. That and we could always put it in the back of the truck, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. that's awesome yeah go fund me coming yeah all right so donations you know yeah i'm just kidding i've always wanted one of them uh now you know me i'm simple i i mean i got some guns but i'm not uh too crazy i want a freaking dirty hair revolver so you sent my 44 i don't think so so i've got a 44 uh super red hawk with a 10 and a half inch barrel Oh, yeah, baby. Yeah, I, next I wanna, time I come over, I'm going to bring it. Yeah, something. I want a dirty, hairy baby, just a boom. Because, dude, that 10 and a half inch barrel on a pistol. Oh, my, it'll make you pee your pants, son. Dude, it's, uh, it's pretty legit. Yeah. I mean, you damn near getting your rifles on. <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, it, it, it's, it's pretty wicked. And I've always wanted, which is, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this, but I want one of them uh, little rifles like they have on Yellowstone. The lever action, yeah. like a Henry. Mm-hmm. So I've got a, I've got a twenty-two shoot short, long, long rifles. Mm-hmm. That uh, they make like a thirty-thirty. Yeah, they make thirty-thirty-two. I would like one of those. My uh, my best friend gave me the the Henry twenty-two, and yeah. dude, it's a. You shoot shorts out of it. It's quiet. Yeah. It's cheap. It holds like twenty-four. Mm-hmm. It's fun to shoot, man. Yeah. To, I think he was talking about doing the Tweety Bird thing. Yeah. So we used to do that in Statesville, too. We used to go up to Tyler's and buy a box of 50 22s mm-hmm. and walk the hills of Statesville just... Yeah, shooting birds. Yeah. Yeah. Heck, yeah. We used to take BB guns, lean over top of the bridge and shoot minners. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've shot at a bunch of fish in the creek with my with my BB gun, for sure. Dude, every kid has a red rider. Oh, yeah, man. Just don't put your eye out. No, no, I was a savage dude. I had, I used to have a like a silver pistol, like in a CO two cartridge, went in the bottom. Never had one. And you put pellets in it. That little sucker would shoot, boy. I mean, shoot nah, your butt. I had one of the pump BB guns that shot pellets too. Mm-hmm. And dude, it was just pretty tough. I got a uh, I got a I got a pump uh, pellet gun in that safe right there that sounds like a twenty two. Really? It'll kill squirrel. Yeah. So, at the risk of little kids listening, don't do this. Yeah. Uh, did y'all ever have BB gun wars? Yeah. 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 I got a cousin who's got one stuck in his lip it's still this still, day. Oh, God, dude. Somebody went from the headshot? I don't know if it was a headshot or if it just happened. Jeez, man. It was his sister that done it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a rough life growing up, man, because uh-huh. I got life a scar. In Statesville. I got a scar on top of my head where my sister hit me with a hatchet. Well, oh, God. We'll get out of that. <laughs> All right, so the, th- <laughs> so the, uh, <clears throat> so the third question <laughs> what you got? I wanted to ask you is what, it, what was, what is your favorite era of music? All of it. Okay. All of it. Because yeah. I, I honestly, I know we were giving Tyler Childers a hard time a while ago, but dude, he has some good music before he went crazy. Yeah. Uh, 
I love Hank Sr. I listen to Frank Sinatra. I got Tupac on my playlist, man. Yeah. Uh, 50 Cent, Eminem. Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, Adele. Yeah. 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 And, and I, I know I talked crap about Florida George Line Lou Brown a while ago, but I've got a couple of their songs, too. Yeah. I, I do, mean, too. I, I listen to everything. Yeah. People that love music generally are like that. I do. I love it all. Yeah. Now, if I can't stand a song or an artist, then it's just lights out. It's just done. Yeah. 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 Like there, uh, there's no merit. There's. I, I'm not a fan, man. Dude, I just I hate it, but I'm not. All right, everybody. Unpopular opinion. You got two anti-Zach Bryan boys here. I just. I can't do it, man. He sounds the same in every song. I just. I'm not. In all fairness, too, I didn't like Cole Wetzel when he came out, but now I like Cole Wetzel. Yeah. Yeah. But. My cousin's uh, boyfriend's the lighting director for Cole Wetzel. That's cool. Yeah, he's supposed to come on. Sweet. Yeah, in November he's supposed to come on, so that'll be cool. But just, and, and people do grow on you, man. That, they do. That, that is very true. I mean, it's not – it doesn't always just, you know, when you hear somebody, you're like, oh, damn, I love these people, you know. Yeah. I mean, it happens, but it's rare. Eric Church, Whiskey Myers, you know. Yeah. So what what kind of music did you grow up on as, like, a young kid? So I remember riding around in a single cab truck with Mom and Daddy, and it would be George Strait, Reba, mm-hmm. Judge. Oh, yeah, Reba, you know, boy. I love Reba. Uh, and Hank would come on, and I was like, Oh crap! Yeah, that you know? was like a big deal. Yeah, like back I then, man, it. the radio was it. Like it was great. Uh, then I found Waylon Willie. Mm. Mama, Mama got the uh, thing that you order on the commercials at the time, the Golden Hits of Country or something. Like mm-hmm. it was a uh, six or seven disc cassette tape, mm-hmm. cassette tapes. Yeah, and man, I wore it out. Like I love old country. Yeah, and like now I know you're. Uh, Obviously a big Whiskey Myers fan. How many shows have you been to? Let's go with seven because I just, I really can't recall. We've seen them, maybe six. We've seen them in Tennessee several times, Kentucky. Went to Boston to see them. Look, it was Michelle and Troy. I'd give anything if y'all had been with us in Boston. I want to go. Epic. You made me want to go to Boston. Epic. Dude, full disclosure, <laughs> I know this sounds crazy, but it's a true story. Me, Shelly, and Troy, probably should be telling this story, but we shut down the Irish pub That's on St. Awesome. Patrick's Day weekend <laughs> with two two ladies that we met from Germany. Like, they made us leave. They were like, y'all, look, y'all can't stay no longer. Yeah. Yeah, That's on awesome. St. Patrick's Day weekend. That is Closed awesome. the Irish bar. That is wild. How what time was Dude, it was like two thirty or something in the morning. Dang. Yeah, it was. It was. It was incredible. Yeah, you. You made me. I've always. Boston's I, one of my favorite places. Well, uh, ironically, I told somebody this at work. I said I'm not a big city guy. I said I don't. I said honestly, I don't ever care about going to New York, New York City. Me either. I said, but I said I had a buddy go to Boston, and he talked about all the history there, and everything. And I said, and I would, I would like to go to Boston and check it out, dude. It's a, it's pretty incredible. Yeah. Have you been to Vegas? 
I've never been to Vegas. You would like Vegas. You oh. you would like Vegas. See, I keep getting mixed reviews on that. Like you, you really would like, like it, it or you're gonna hate it. You would like it for two days. And then you'd be ready to get the hell out of there. See, I'm usually like that though. Yeah. Boston I could have stayed longer. Yeah. I, I could have. And when we go to Louisiana, I believe probably stay a little bit longer than two days. Yeah. When you're in Vegas you know what it is. You're like this is what this is. This right. is Vegas. It's a, it's part of the experience. And I really think, like, after, like, two full days in Vegas, you're ready to cut out of there. So, it's kind of one of those you see what you get deals. Yeah. That's how California felt, too. Yeah. There were some cool parts of California. Yeah. But, dude, there were some parts that were just. Yeah. 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 Well, um, one of the things that I wanted to ask you about before I let you go is I know that we were big on Eric Church for a while. It kind of died down. And but I feel like it's picking back up. Yeah. And uh, are you still a part of his do you do his fan club thing still? So I did it so we could get tickets one year. Mm-hmm. And then he did the automatic thing to where, like, if you're a member, you're automatically a paid member. You don't have to. Mm-hmm. And then me being me, I didn't realize I was still on the auto subscription, auto renewal thing. Mm-hmm. So I was still in it the next year. But ironically enough, I canceled it this year. Did you? Because so, I'm probably not going back to another concert. Um, I'm happy with leaving it at Nissan Stadium a couple years back. Yeah. But the only regret I have is we couldn't all get tickets in the pit. They we had a good time. That was We were back there with Philip and Brittany, man. We had a good time. It was it was a blast, but I wish we all could have been in the pit. Yeah, but it, I'm I'm I'll just speak for myself. Eric Church was uh huge for me through high school, college, and into my marriage and up to probably even up to three years ago. He was my favorite artist, hands down. Um, So i tell you whose place he took on my list. I'll probably catch flack for this, but it's not necessarily taking him and putting a slash in there. Mm -hmm. Keith Whitley. Yeah. Because that's who he was talking about through high school and stuff. That's where. Yeah. Keith Whitley. Yeah. Morgan Wallen does a good song about Keith Whitley. He does a good, like, uh, tribute song, kind of. I like Morgan Wallen. Yeah. I do, too. I like his music, man. I don't care. He, he He's good stuff to me. But, yeah, Eric Church, man, it's, uh, I, I don't know why, but he got a little bit political. You know, I thought he did, too, in a couple of his songs. But if I went back and listened to him, it's like, wait, did he really? I don't think he did. And and there was one song I heard the other day, and I'll find it. And we'll talk about it off, off the podcast. But it's like, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. that I didn't realize he was calling people out like that. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, he has that song, you know. I believe that, you know, gas, too damn high. And then, you know, ain't yeah. nothing more American than Mama's mm-hmm. apple pie and all that. And he goes through that whole list, 
you know, he says, I don't think there'll ever be peace in the Middle East. And he, there won't. There won't. There won't. There won't. It's never going to happen. And he goes through this whole, like, charade. And he said, I believe that, you know, that Jesus is coming back before, before she, she does. does. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that dude... Just going back to the core of Eric Church, that's one of my favorite songs of his. So, what was the first song you heard is? How about you? Sinners Like Me. Mm-hmm. And I was instantly sold. It's yeah. like Whiskey Myers was Ballad of a Southern Man. Yeah. I was instantly sold. What's your favorite Whiskey Myers song? Not to get you off subject, but... Stone. Stone, okay. Stone and... Uh, so, there's an album... That you can't get of theirs anymore. Like if you look on Amazon, you look on eBay or whatever, it's seven hundred and fifty dollars. It's eight hundred dollars. I've seen as high as twelve hundred dollars. I was fortunate enough to buy it on a digital platform before they took it off. Yeah. So I can I can make a copy of it. But uh Road of Life is probably my second one. I can't remember. Um my favorite song of theirs is talking about laying that old pine box in the ground. What song is that? Dying, dying for tonight, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Bury me, uh, if you're going to bury me six foot deep. God, I can't remember the lyrics. And yeah. that's, that's, that's my third favorite one. Yeah. That and then Reckoning. Yeah. Yeah. What, what's your favorite at church one? It's hard because both of them have such a such a freaking library. I got multiple ones. See, I do too. And but my favorite all time, can I name my top three? Yeah. yeah. Okay. My favorite all time is, I'm going to say number one, Carolina. Mm. I, I don't know it. why, I can dig it. but I love that song. Uh, my brother was born in Carolina. My dad was stationed there in the in the Navy, and I, I just for some reason I love that song, and um, it's just a beautiful song. But anyways, I agree. I agree. Um, second, I would have to say, and this is a little bit of a wild card. I love it. Leave my Willie alone, dude. I love that song. I love that song. I'm not even gonna lie. I love that song. And I've heard you do that on karaoke. Oh, that's a go-to for yeah. me, boy. You, she won't leave. But anyways, um, <laughs> I'm gonna get in here and start doing it right now. Um, man, third, it, it's one that I just keep going back to. High wire. So you know, he come out with the heart and soul. And you couldn't get the and at the time unless you were in the fan club. Mm-hmm. So I was fortunate enough that I screwed up the auto renew thing and I got it, right? Yeah. Um, I really didn't care for that album, The Heart and Soul. Didn't care for them. But the more I've listened to them, there's two songs on there, man, that just that, that hit hard, that resonate. Um, one of them, one of them is A Hell of a View. That's a good. That's a great song. There's a line in that song, man. Yeah. That uh, God, I'm gonna screw this up, but it's uh, would rather chase life than chase dollar bills. Mm-hmm. And that just, God, yeah. man, that is so hard. Yeah, that's a good song. And the other one is behind my Ray Bands. Yeah. Because I'll be honest with you, 
life is life's about perception. You you see things different as you get older mm-hmm. than you did when you were younger. Yeah. And I'm and I'm gonna use I'm gonna use Shelly for an example. Don't shoot me, Shelly. I'm gonna use y'all, I'm gonna use Troy Donald, I'm gonna use my parents, especially my parents. Mm-hmm. So as you're growing up, you see your parents and you see everybody that's in your life versus if you don't see somebody for six months, you see the change in them. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can be like, oh, look, they got fat, they got bald, whatever. But as you see those people and you see them grow, mm-hmm. I don't see my parents as the age that they are now. I still see them as when I was 20. Mm-hmm. I still see you and Caitlin like the day that I met y'all. Yeah. You know, and the same with Shelly. Me too. Same with everybody else. And yeah. that through my Ray-Bans, you know, that's just how I see people. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I still see them the way that I'll always remember them. Absolutely. That's also a good reference to another one of his songs of those I've loved along the way. Right. That's a good song, too. It's awesome. And Kaylin actually referenced that song in her uh, valedictorian speech at Oakland. And Man, I was just, I pulled up his Carolinas, that album, and gosh, so many good, Smoke a Little Smoke. I mean, man, come on, there's there's something, I mean, Do you know the Hell on the Heart. That? I mean, there's so many good ones on here, man. you know the story behind Smoke a Little Smoke? Mm-mm. You should look that up. I saw an interview or something the other day where they were talking about it. About the Oh, it was on XM Radio on the Outsiders channel mm-hmm. where the guy that wrote the song was talking about it. Yeah. And uh, he's buddies with Larry Church, obviously. And uh, he's like, what are you going to do? He's like, I don't know, drink a little drink, smoke a little smoke. And Eric's like, huh. <laughs> you know, and then it took off. All right. Number four on my list, living a part of life. Yeah. That's yeah. a good song. Like, there's no song of his that I don't like. Yeah. I mean, dude, you can put his... Now, grant you, there's some I don't particularly care for, but it's not that I don't like them. The newer... Yeah. Like, put that in a country song. I'm just, you know... Yeah. Don't make political music. But it's, you know... No, I'm with you. I'm with you. But, anyways, man, selfishly, I want to... uh, Maybe light up a fire out here and hang out with you without being on record, but... I'm cool with that. Yeah, but, uh, man, we've been going for, we'll see, almost two hours, so... Before we go, let me tell you... Uh, well, hold on. You said to remind you uh, about... We'll so see. It's just a saying that we yeah. say. It's just what... It's just what we do. It's just what we do. So, you know, we and Troy are real good friends, and... Mm-hmm. Uh, so, it come about one time, people were talking about favors and owing people favors. And I don't believe in favors. Mm-hmm. I don't do stuff for favors. And if I help you or help somebody else, I don't consider it a favor. Yeah. It's just what we do. Yeah. And that's just something that me and Troy come up with years ago where somebody's like, hey, man, you know, appreciate it. Appreciate your help. You know, whatever. Mm-hmm. No, man, it's just what we do. Yeah. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. It's just what we do. That's awesome. That's all. Awesome. So, it is, and and that is just what you do. I mean, helping people out, doing things, and doing favors. That's what you're doing here tonight. I mean, I don't, I don't see no favors in nothing. Well, I, I don't. It's an honor to help any way I can help. Yeah. Before uh, you, uh, before I let you out of here, I got an idea. 
What you got? <laughs> I, I got something I want to say before we, before we do it too. Okay. But what, what you got? It's just kind of funny. But so when I started this podcast, I had a lot of different ideas of what I wanted to do. And one of the, if this podcast ever gets to where it gets to making a little money, one of the first things I'll do is I'll buy a bus and I'll set up a hitters only studio in the bus. Oh yeah. And I'll go to you. Let's go. Yeah. I'll drive to Nashville. Talk to me. I'll drive, I'll drive that bus to wherever you are and we'll do a podcast in the bus and hang out and all that. So, hold on. I'm weak. If you ever start a podcast. Oh, they're very slim. Well, they were for me too. It's going to be back ro- Hold on. I wrote it down. <laughs> Patton Backroads. I can dig it. That's the name. Patton Backroads. Look, man. And you're you, doing the podcast on the backroads? In the truck. Yeah. You can set up two mics. These ain't nothing but clamps. So, or you can wear headsets with a mic, and you can sit there and ride back roads. All you need is a mic, two mics hooked up to a laptop in the back seat, and we could ride back roads and do a podcast while we're sitting there riding back roads. So, how about this? Because you're already like you're going to be a return guest, whether you like it or not. So, the next one. That's just what we do. (laughs) We'll try it. That's what we do. We just hit (laughs) counties. like Yeah, we'll try it. But if you ever do one, it's patent back roads, and you you take people out, and you ride back roads, and you have a conversation, record a little bit of it. I love it. it. Because I'll be honest with you, I'm just now starting to get used to hearing your voice come through my speakers in my truck. Because I'm still looking over to see, like, where's he at? Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. it's, it's it's strange hearing yeah. somebody's voice that you know coming through your radio. Yeah, yeah. It's cool. Yeah. But if you ever, man, that'd be a... It'd be cool. That'd be unique. I don't, there's no other one like that. That's a, that's a, that's a new idea. So, so if you like Ricky Bobby, patent pended, you know, <laughs> yeah. trademark, yeah, copyrighted. Patented. <laughs> Literally yeah. patented. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But anyways, man. I, uh, what I was going to hit you with, man, is... Uh, I know I told you this on the phone, but I kind of want to sit on air too. I I love podcasts. I love listening to the stories that you've had with Evan, with the uh, preacher, with everybody. Cause like I, I've known Evan, I know a few of them, and I know Kalen, but the, it gives more insight to the people that I've met over the years. Mm-hmm. Like with Evan, for example, or even Josh. You like, dang dude, mm-hmm. that is cool. Like, next time I see him, you know, I can't wait to ask him about part of that. Mm-hmm. So, and I, and I look forward to making the preacher and going to church out there. Yeah, yeah. Because I'll be honest with you, that that episode kind of set it for me. Yeah, yeah. It's a good church, man. Yeah. We were there this past Sunday. We had a good time, man. We, 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 uh, it's home to us. So, it's, it's comfortable and, um, just full of good people. I don't. I mean, I don't. I don't know how else to say it. So, I mean, I trust everybody there, and everybody's cool. And I run my mouth in there, and you know, all kinds of stuff. But yeah, man, that's the cool thing about podcasts is you get the opportunity to sit down with somebody and you know really learn something about somebody. You'd be amazed yeah. how like how close you can be friends with somebody. 
Right. It, and not know them. How much you don't know about them. Because, like. Exactly. Like, Matt, I didn't know Matt was from Louisiana. And, yep. and odds are, I'm neither. never going to have a chance to sit down and talk to Matt to learn that. Exactly. So, to the podcast. And I didn't know his story you know. of how he got to where he is with Matt's transmissions. And, you know, apparently it was it was a long story and a lot of history. And, and hell, I would have never known that. Right. Um, so, honestly, selfishly, that's what this is to me. Because you nail people down and you get them thinking and you get to learn things. And I'm curious uh, about people and what they do. I'm curious with about my friends. And, you know, socializing sometimes limits you to how much you can, you know, we'll be talking about something and, well, you know. Well, in all honesty, you know, like if you're having a party or something, you have people, you know, you can't really have conversation with one person because you're drawn into. Exactly. And, and that's where the back road thing kind of comes in, mm. is because you're, you're locked there. in. You're there. You it's a podcast. I mean? You're, you're there. locked in. Sure. Well, it's not a podcast. It's it's back road riding, man. That's a special thing. It's how I grew up. Yep, yep. And with that said, man, well, uh, you ready to go out here and hang out and have a fire? Sounds like a plan, man. All right, hey, man. Thanks for coming on Hitters Only. I thank you. It was an honor. All right, thank you, sir. All right, everybody. Um, don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Hitters Only Podcast and Facebook at Hitters Only Podcast. Also, if you want to buy some merch, buy a little nice Hitters Only Podcast hoodie or maybe a t-shirt or a little coffee mug or whatever you uh, want to look at on there, go to merch.hittersonlypodcast.com or just scroll down on this episode and click on the link. Um if you uh, want to be on the podcast, guys, just send me a message and, um, yeah, I'll hit you back and we can get going. Again, thank you everybody so much for listening. Um, really enjoyed this episode myself and hope everybody's doing well. Keep powering through. The work day is not your whole day. It's just a part of your day. Live a little life. Do something fun. Hang out with your family and have a good time. Let's go.